Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. I'm Luke, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Today we're back for another show. I'm glad that you all can come and join us today. And today in the studio, we have April and Brianna back in the studio for another study, another week. Um, how's your week been, girls? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been a good week. <laughs> That's good. It has, has been a good week. I've um, had a really good week as well, and it's sort of gone fast, but it's been productive, so it's been good. Mm. Except for the other day when I had to mow the lawn and it was hot, and yeah, <laughs> I'm allergic to grass, so then that usually puts um, me out for the rest of the day with sneezing and rashes and yeah. everything. It's a real pain. All that fun stuff. All that fun stuff, you know. <laughs> I don't think anyone really enjoys mowing the lawn, but it's one of those things that has to be done, doesn't it? Yep. You girls don't have to mow the lawn at home? Not usually, no. Not usually? <laughs> oh, you're lucky. Uh, so what have you been up to? What was something exciting that's happened over this last week? Um, well, on Sunday night we done like a youth night to say um, goodbye to everyone who's leaving, I guess. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. So who, who's who's leaving? Well, April and Amy and Nikki, and I'm leaving next month. So, ah, so where's where's everyone going? Um, well, Amy and I are going off to Arise. Yep. Um, Nikki's off to Byron Bay. Yep. And I'm off to Avondale. Now, what, what are you studying at Avondale again? Uh, primary teaching. Primary teaching. Nice. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, when I was at Avondale, I had some friends that were doing primary teaching and they really enjoyed it. So mm. should yeah. be good. And I've done a rise and, yeah, you and Amy are going to have a fantastic time up there. <laughs> um, so what did you just do on this um, youth night? Well, we played lots of games. Yep. Um, yeah, they, they were pretty fun and we had dinner and, yeah, just had a good time. <laughs> How, did you enjoy your night there? Um, April? Yeah, it was good. Um, we, I think the best part of it was just just hanging out in a really mm-hmm. casual environment, which was nice. Mm, yeah. yeah. It was good, wasn't it? I was there too and we had a lot of fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it, especially that game that we um, tied ourselves in a knot and we had to all try and yeah. <laughs> untie each other. It was tricky. It was tricky, but it worked out well. And yep. Yeah. No, we had a lot of fun. Hey, also, I had to leave a little bit early there. So how much longer did were you guys at church for? <laughs> oh, I don't know a how long. long. Time. <laughs> Pretty long. long time. Yeah, we played lots of other games. We went outside for a bit as well. Yeah. So, April, last week you preached at Armadale Church and you were saying that really God really showed up in a way that you sort of really needed him to last week in what had happened. Would you like to share with us a little bit about what had happened? Yeah, Um so I've been a little bit unwell recently. Just I've been having a bit of trouble with mm-hmm. my heart and stuff. So I get a lot of chest pain and things like that. Um, and I was pretty worried about um, preaching this sermon because, you know, I was worried that I'd be in too much pain to do it or mm-hmm. I'd just be really tired and not able to. Um, but, yeah, the Friday night before um, I had to preach, I was just I was in so much pain I hardly got any sleep. Um but when I got up on Sabbath morning, the pain just all went away. Mm, and wow. it didn't even come back until after I had finished preaching. 
Yeah. So it was like God just held it all off and made me well enough to preach. Yeah, well, it was probably definitely a message that he wanted you to share. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What was, what was that message about? Um, I was looking, we were looking at um, Mary Magdalene and just her mm-hmm. journey and how we can see how God just changed her life and how yeah. we can have hope from that, that God can change our lives as well, and about yeah. sitting at Jesus' feet and how that can change us. And Yeah, yeah that's definitely a message that... Um, people need to hear to know that they can, no matter what they've done in their life, that they can come to the feet of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'll praise God that he was able to take that pain away and helped you. I know that I've had restless nights Friday night before you get up to preach. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. It's not hard when you're sort of going to church and you're tired and you're like got to try and preach. But yeah, God always comes through with those, those moments. And yeah. um, I haven't had to deal with pain or anything like that. Um, but no, that's awesome that God was able to come through and do that for you. Yeah, it was. It was pretty awesome. Today's study is study number three in the Secrets of Prophecy series, and it is called The Signs of the Times. It's, today we're going to be going through the signs that Jesus has given to us to see a signpost before he comes back. You know, we're going to find out that, um, the Bible says that nobody will know the day and hour when Jesus will come back, but he gives us these signs so we know that when he is near. And we would like to invite you to follow along with our Bible study today. And so if you want to do that, Brianna, how do people come in and to be able to follow along with our study today? Yeah, so if you if you would like to follow along with our study today, you can just text SOP3, no spaces, to 04888-80831 for the PDF of today's study guide. So text SOP3, no spaces, text that to 04888-80831. Today we are on study guide number three entitled Signs of the Times. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Andy McLeod with Science of the Times. Daily in the papers, war rumbles in the land. Global insecurity and finance troubles man. A papal call to Sunday becomes worldwide command A time of trouble enters Such as never known to man Signs of the times of around us Prophets tell of glory Your soul tell of men and Say 
to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies of the Bible. Some of them have already been fulfilled, some of them are being fulfilled right now, and some of them will be fulfilled in the near future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible. If you're a keen student of the Bible or are just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are for you. If you're just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. We are about to start our study, so if you'd like to follow along with us, then text SOP3 with no spaces to 04888880831. Our study is titled Signs of the Times. So before we get into it, we might just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, um, just please be with us as we study your word today and um, please be with all our listeners and help them to be blessed and please be with us as we talk through the study and please just give us the right words to say. In Jesus' name, amen. So did you know that one of the fastest growing interest sectors in today's society is astrology? But celebrities, politicians, and millions of other people are looking to the stars for help with their future. One of the clairvoyants to the stars is the psychic, Nikki. Nikki appears on the radio and television programs throughout the United States and claims to have predicted the deaths of the crocodile hunter Steve Irwin and the actor Heath Ledger. Each year, she looks into the stars to predict a range of events and trends ranging from natural disasters to the styles of men's fashion. Yeah, did you know mapping and reading the heavens began with the mystical religions of Babylon? Stars and planets were the gods and goddesses of nature, and therefore primary indicators of divine will. 
The ancients would read the omens in the sky to predict weather patterns, famines, wars, and the fate of kings and nations. So is astrology an art or science? And how accurate are the predictions? Is there really anything in it or is it just a sham? Well, whatever your view may be of astrology, the revealed secrets of prophecy are both specific and amazingly accurate. In fact, the God who created the stars wrote the predictions, and it is he that also reveals them. The creator God bases his authenticity on the absolute accuracy of the prophecies of scripture. So in this study guide, we will uncover one of the most relevant prophecies for our time, the signs associated with the second coming of Jesus. So as background reading, it's probably going to be helpful for maybe in your own time to read through Matthew 24. We are going to touch on it in the study, but it's a good chapter to just read over. So when you get a chance, I would encourage you to read over that in your own time. So this chapter is the second coming of Jesus as the central focus. Question one in our study says, what did Jesus say was more important than being able to read the heavens? Well, we find that answer in Matthew chapter 16 and verses 2 and 3. And the Bible says, He answered and said to them, this is Jesus speaking, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be fair weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites! You know how to discern the faces of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. Yeah, the religious leaders in the days of Jesus could read the heavens, but not the prophetic signs of the scriptures. Mm, Yeah, and the Old Testament was full of prophecies relating Mm. to the coming of the Messiah, and yet they totally misunderstood them. The crazy part is that Jesus was standing right before them, and yet they could not see the signs of the times. The direct fulfillment of the prophecies that pointed to Jesus as their Messiah. So this leads us into question two, which is, what specific signs were the disciples of Christ most interested in? Um, and if we go to Matthew 24, verse 3, it says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, which is Jesus, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these things will be, and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? So the disciples correctly saw the second coming and the end of the world or age as virtually the same event. They asked Jesus to tell them what the signs or signals would indicate when this event would be near. It would have been nice to be able to sit on the Mount of Olives and hear Jesus speak these words. We have it in Matthew 24. We have what Jesus told them, but it would have been something different to actually be there and to actually hear him say it. Yeah, and I guess um, the question that kind of comes out of that is actually it's question three, and it says, does anyone know the exact date of Jesus' coming? And we find the answer to that in Matthew 24 and verse 36, which says, but of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So interestingly, over the years, a number of people have predicted the exact date for the second coming of Jesus. And notice this statement from a commentator named Gordon Melton. He says, everyone who predicts the end of the world had one thing in common. They were wrong. You know, Jesus said that no one knows the date except for God. Mm, Yeah, that's so true. And predicting dates not only results in disappointment and Mm. discouragement, it also encourages people to ridicule the Bible. 
Yeah, I can see how it would bring disappointment. Could you imagine if you had a date that was like Jesus was going to come back and then he didn't come back on that date? Mm. Like that would be a very big disappointment. Yeah. But if you would like to follow along with our study today, you can text SOP3 with no spaces. Text that to 4 for the PDF of today's study guide. So text SOP3 with no spaces. Text it to 4 Today we are on study guide number three titled Science of the Time. Hey, also we have this awesome free offer for you today. So stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is the Downing family with Jesus is Coming Soon. Soon we'll be done with the troubles of the world. Going to live with God. No more. No more weeping and wailing. No more. No more weeping and wailing. No more. No more weeping and wailing. Troublesome times are here Filling men's hearts with fear Freedom we all hold dear Now is that stay Humbling your heart to God Saves from the chastening rod Seek the way pilgrims trod Christians away Jesus is coming soon Morning or night or noon Well, many will meet their doom
Welcome back to Table and Explorers. Today we are going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies of the Bible, and some of them have already been fulfilled. Some of them are being fulfilled right now, and some will be fulfilled in the near future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible. Now, if you're a keen student of the Bible, or just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are for you. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table and Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We're on study number three and question four. So question number four says, can we know when the return of Jesus is near? We find this answer in Matthew chapter 24 and verses 32 and 33. And it says, Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the door. Although Jesus warns us against predicting dates, he does tell us to investigate the prophecies and world events in order to see when his coming is near. And just as there were many prophecies regarding the first coming of mm. Jesus, there are also lots of clear prophecies relating to his second coming. Yeah, so we're about to get into some of these signs of the times. Um, but first we're going to um, lead into question five which is, what illustration does Jesus use when describing the signs of Christ's return? And if we go to Matthew 24, verse 8, it says, All these are the beginning of sorrows. Um, so after outlining a number of um, prophetic signs, Jesus said that they were the beginning of sorrows. And the word sorrows um, comes from the Greek word Odin, which literally means beginning of birth pains. So Jesus used the illustration of of childbirth as an example to describe the signs of his return. Yeah, and you know, just as childbirth contractions increase in frequency and intensity as the mother gets closer to the birth of her child, so it is the signs of Christ's return become more frequent and intense as we near the end of time. And so I guess now the question that everyone is itching for is question six. It says, what are some of the signs associated with the very last days before Jesus returns? So we're going to have a look at the first sign, which is in Matthew 24, verses 6 and 7. It says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. So Jesus pointed to international war as one of the signs of the last days. In the last century, we've seen two world wars and an estimated average of over 30 wars on the planet every year. Mm, wow. And according to the World Watch Institute in 2011, every hour the world is spending $100 million on soldiers, ammunition, and wars. 
In fact, the world spends nearly 80 times more money on the military than it would cost to provide basic water and sanitation for the world. Wow. And like with at least nine nuclear-capable countries mm. and an estimated 27,000 nuclear bombs in stock. Like the word of Jesus is just certainly ringing in tune. <laughs> in yeah, it tune. is true. And as remember that these things happen in intensity, right? Because we've always had wars. We've always had fighting. But these wars are becoming more and more common yeah. and more intense. Yeah. Like we now have the power to actually destroy the world. Yeah. Where, you know, 100 years ago we really didn't. Yeah, exactly. Another sign in the sort of political world that the Bible gives is found in Luke chapter 21. Now, Luke chapter 21 is like a complementary chapter to Matthew 24. Now, Luke chapter 21 and verse 25 and 26 says, And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them from fear, and the expectation of those which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken." Now, there's a lot that we've just read here in these two verses, but the two points that we're going to be focusing on is the part where it says, on the earth distress of nations, and the part where it says men's heart failing them from fear. And we're seeing a lot of that today with the fear that people are feeling. Like through COVID, people have been losing their jobs. They've been not been able to support their families. They've been scared of being sick. Mm. And we're seeing a lot of this happening today you know never before have we seen such tension distress and fear among nations and people as we have today a rapidly changing world and the increased threat of terrorism have resulted in people feeling unsafe and it's funny because at a time when world leaders are talking about peace and security we are feeling a loss of control in our own lives Mm. like we've got increased heart attacks and stress that have just resulted from the anxiety of everyday life Hey, so if you're enjoying this study and if you would like to follow along today, you can text SOP3 with no spaces to 04888880831 and you'll be able to download the PDF of today's study guide. So text SOP3, no spaces, to 04888880831. Today we are on study guide 3 titled Signs of the Times. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you coming up. So stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is the Heritage Singers with The King Is Coming. Oh, the marketplace is empty. No more traffic in the streets. All the builders' tools are silent. No more time to harvest wheat Busy housewives cease their labors In the courtroom, no debate Work on earth is all suspended As the king comes through the gate Yeah. 
happy faces line the hallways Those whose lives have been redeemed Broken homes that he has mended Those from prison he has freed Little children and the aged Hand in hand stand all aglow Who have crippled Broken Ruined Now they're clad in garments white as snow I can hear the cherries rumble I can see the marching throng The flurry of God's trumpets Spell the end of sin and wrong Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we're exploring the Bible to see what the signs of the times are. The Bible says that no one knows the day or hour of Jesus' return, but Jesus has given us some signs to look out for, and they will show when His coming is near. Let's keep looking at what they are and when they will happen. But if you are just joining us, and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table Land Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number three and at question 6b. And we are going to be looking back at Matthew 24 and verse 7 where it says, For nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. So when we read this verse before, we were looking at the the political side of the world. Now we're looking at the physical world, like what's going to happen with these earthquakes, famines, and diseases. You know, and up until the 19th century, there was just over 2,000 recorded earthquakes. According to the United States Geological Survey program, we now see 500,000 detected quakes each year. This is an increase in earthquakes and resulting in tsunamis, uh, other signs that Jesus is coming back soon. So in terms of famines, the statistics are also alarming. The United Nations Habitat Program reports that a billion people do not get enough food. 500 million are chronically malnourished. The global population was 250 million at the time of Christ. It took 1900 years to reach 2 billion. 
then just 75 years to reach the next 2 billion, and then just another 25 years to reach the next 2 billion. So this Earth is populating at such a rate that we have just passed the mark for not having enough fertile land to feed the planet, even if we wanted to. Added to this, fresh water levels are diminishing at such a rate that experts are predicting that half of the world will live in areas of critical water shortage within 20 years. The pestilences are another sign of the end. These pests are not just plant-eating locusts or fruit flies. It also includes disease. The National Geographic reports that 3,000 people die each day from a mosquito bite, mostly children in Africa. As we near the end of the world, there will be a whole range of new exotic diseases that spread around the world through travel and refugees. One of the greatest concerns relates to the different strains of flu. Like, for example, we had bird flu, swine flu, we've had the Spanish flu, and now just recently we've had COVID, which isn't a flu, but it's still a respiratory illness. And all of these sicknesses and diseases, they appear to be increasing in variety and frequency and severity. There appears to be a growing trend towards diseases from what we eat, particularly through meat products. That is so true. I was listening to something that Dr. Neil Nedley was talking about, and he was talking about how the difference between clean meats and unclean meats and that these sorts of diseases like COVID, they live in unclean animals. So when you eat an unclean animal, it then transfers to humans and then we spread it. However, if a clean animal has a disease and we eat it, then we only get the disease and we can't spread it to other humans. But did you know that we are also fast running out of energy resources like coal, oil and gases? And climate change is occurring to such an extent that this issue is now seen as a greater threat to humanity than terrorism. Yeah, and... What is clear is that even the nature around us is demonstrating the soon return of Jesus. Mm. So now we're going to see some more signs. Um, we're going to see some signs in the business world, you know, with capitalism and globalism um, in the world today. Um, we're going to see what the Bible says about it. So if we go to James 5, verse 1 to 8, um, we might read maybe three verses each. Mm-hmm. So... Come now, you rich, weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you, and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasure in the last days. And continuing from verse 4, we have, Indeed, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out, And the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in pleasures and luxury, and you have fattened your hearts as in the day of slaughter. You have condemned, you have murdered the just, he does not resist you. And continuing in verse 7, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. So here we find rich men taking advantage of the low wages of the poor while they live in luxury. Capitalism with little social conscience. 
is a key aspect of the move towards a global economy in the last days. The world's richest men are increasing their wealth by multiplication, not addition. The United Nations Development Report indicates that the world's richest 500 people have more wealth than the combined income of the world's poorest 416 million inhabitants. And like even in just the United States, the richest 1% of the nation has more wealth than the bottom 95% of the nation. Wow, that's just crazy, isn't it? Mm. You know, the Bible predicts that just before Jesus returns, the financial systems of the world will collapse. Money will be hard to come by, and the rich who have taken advantage of the poor will lose their great wealth. Another sign before Jesus comes back is an increase in knowledge and technology. We find this in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 4. And it says, By you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. No sooner is a new computer or phone or sound system launched, it quickly becomes superseded by a new technology. At a Sony BMG conference in Rome, a report was presented indicating that new technology is doubling every two years. Yeah, like there is more unique information development each year than the previous 5,000 years combined. And a week's worth of news from the New York Times contains more information than the average person would come across in an entire lifetime living in the 18th century. It is certainly true today that people are stressed and rushing to and fro and knowledge has increased. And so, like, although we've got knowledge increasing, there is also going to be a moral collapse. So if we read Matthew 24 and verse 37, But as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. So I guess the question we need to ask then is, what was it like in the days of Noah? And to find the answer to that, we have to go back to Genesis. So we'll go to Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5, which says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So Jesus said that just before he returns, the earth will be in the same moral state as it was before the flood. At that time, the world had become so wicked that only eight people chose to follow God's instructions and be saved. The remainder, by their own choice, were destroyed. Yeah, it's good that you added in that, that you know, it is our own choice on whether we are going to be um, saved or not. You know, our next sign is preoccupation with pleasure. And let's have a look at 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verses 1 to 5. And the Bible says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Sports and leisure, the great love of the last days. As we jam-pack hotel pleasure resorts, sports stadiums, and spend endless hours in front of our home theatres, we see that people will be selfish and everything will be about me, 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 instead of about 
other people. We can see a direct fulfillment of this sign of the last days. Yeah, and looking back on the second verse of Second Timothy 3, um, it says, you know, for men will be disobedient to parents and um, in the last days we'll see more of that happening. And, and these days it's a real challenge to bring up children. Parents are losing hope and some want to give up. It's a crazy world where we find children now officially divorcing from their parents. And did you know author and commentator Michael Medford claims the average American child will spend more time watching TV by the age of six than they will spend talking with their father in an entire lifetime. Like the influence of film, television and music has a major impact on the family. Yeah, wow, that's really crazy. And it kind of leads us into our next sign, which is the breakdown in loving relationships. If we go to Matthew 24 and verse 12... It says, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. So marriages today are falling apart at a staggering rate. People are still searching for love, but say that it's too difficult to find. Spouses have become partners, and the breakdown of the family is a key sign of the last days. Mm, Wow. And, you know, guys, it might seem really sad, all these things that are happening, you know, um, breaking down in loving relationships, you know, no more love in the world and and different things like that. You know, it might seem sad, but um, these things do have to take place before Jesus comes back. So, yeah, it's exciting. Um, And, guys, we have an awesome free offer for you today. So save this number into your phone, 04888-80831. That's 04888-80831. And wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Table and Explorers on Faith FM. Here is the Porter's Gate with Love Never Fails. Love is patient, love is kind. It has no arrogance or pride. It seeks the good of others first. It keeps no record of wrong or hurt. It finds no joy in Never fail 
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are exploring the Bible to see what the signs of the times are. The Bible says that no one knows the day or the hour of Jesus' return, but Jesus gives us some signs to look out for that will show us when his coming is near. So let's keep looking at what they are and when they will happen. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number three and we are on question 6E. The next signs we're going to be looking at are signs that are in the religious world. People will ridicule the message of the second coming. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 3 and 4 says, Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. You know, there is a growing movement away from religion and churches towards a broad-based inner spirituality. In fact, although Jesus promised us he would return in John chapter 14 verses 1 to 3, many Christians do not even take the second coming of Christ seriously. The Bible says this is a sign of the last days. Yeah, and another sign um, in the last days is deception through false miracles and prophets and Christs. Um, so if we go to Matthew 24 verses 24. It says, For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So four times in Matthew 24, Jesus warns against religious deception. You know, this miracle-working religious deception is moving quickly through religious circles and is a major sign of the last days. There are numerous people today claiming to be Jesus Christ. Yeah, one such person is um, Jose Luis de Jesus Miranda. And this man who shows a 666 tattoo on his forearm has a global media network and has appeared on CNN, CBS and Fox claiming to be the man Jesus Christ and claiming hundreds of churches and millions of followers. And the Bible indicates that in the last days, it will be false Christs and false miracles that will be used to unite the nations into a false religious system. Yeah, and our next sign is very similar to that one. It's a movement towards spiritualism. So if we have a look in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1, the Bible says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, it wasn't too many years ago when movies and television were subtle regarding the supernatural things, but now it is a key theme of many programs. Mediums, witches, devils, and communication with the dead are all seen in mainstream media. The next sign we're going to look at is a decline of genuine Christianity. And we've read this verse before, but let's go back to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 5, where it says, Having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. You know, Jesus said in the last days there will be many people who will look like Christians, yet they will not experience true spirituality. There are countless 
one day a week Christians. They profess to be Christians, but do not experience the power of God. Hey, yeah, that's true. But there'll also still be some genuine Christians out there. Um, as the next sign is the gospel being preached all over the world. And as we see in Matthew 24 again, verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So many of the signs of Christ's return are a reflection of a sad and evil world. Now we have the good news. A unique message of hope is spreading throughout the world in these last days. This gospel message found in Revelation 14 verses 6 to 12 can now be transmitted through satellite and internet technology. Jesus has promised that once this message has reached everyone in the world, then the end will come. So our next question really follows on from that and it says, what is the greatest danger associated with the soon coming of Jesus? And we'll find the answer in Matthew 24, verse 44. And it says, Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. So even if we know that Jesus is coming soon, we need to be ready as if he were coming today. Yeah, we do. Because, you know, Peter says that Jesus will come like a thief in the night in Second Peter 3.10. And what that really means is that he's going to come unexpectedly. It's not saying that he is going to come and go with no one knowing. You know, we prepare for a thief. You know, we lock our doors and our windows each night because we know a thief could come. Yet when it happens, it gives us a great shock. You know, in the same way, we need to prepare for Jesus to come so that when he does come, that we will be ready. Yeah, that's right. Like, we can't afford to delay our preparation for the coming of Jesus. Like, we need to be ready now. And question eight tells us how can we be ready for Jesus to come. And if we go to Revelation 3 verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. And, you know, this is one of my favorite verses. Like, firstly, we need to be listening to hear um, the knock from Jesus asking if he can enter into our lives. And secondly, we need to open the door and ask him to come in. You know, this is like a challenge for us. You know, have we accepted Jesus as our personal savior and asked him to be um, an important part of our lives? Yeah, I really love this verse that knows that Jesus is just knocking on the door of my heart wanting to come in. Mm. But to realize that the door handle's on the inside. There's no door handle on the outside. Mm. Jesus isn't going to force himself in there. He's just going to quietly knock and he's going to wait for us to answer. And I think that's something we all need to do is to be able to answer that door and let Jesus come into our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we have an awesome free offer for you coming up after the break. So save this number in your phone. 04 That's 04 And wait for the code word that is coming up very, very soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Carly Fletcher with It's Time to Get Ready. Sometimes it seems I feel so well Keep on going on And I can get so comfortable And make this place my home Remind me, Lord, that there is more Than just the things I see To fix 
It's time to get ready. Today is all that we have. We can see the signs are happening. Just as the Bible says. So don't get caught unaware. Now is the time to prepare. God is calling me. Table and Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are exploring the Bible to see what the signs of the times are. The Bible says that no one knows the day or the hour of Jesus' return, but Jesus gave us some signs to look out for that will show when his coming is near. Hopefully today's study has made you aware of these signs and that Jesus is coming back really soon. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table and Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. You know, the study that we've been talking about today and learning about the signs of Jesus coming, there's, there's three points that I want to encourage you to remember from this study. And the first one is, no one knows exactly when Jesus will return. The second, the signs indicate Jesus is coming soon. And the third point is to be ready for Jesus, we need to prepare now. 
So I think these are three vital points that we learned in the study. What do you think, girls? Is that something that we learned through our study today? Yeah, definitely. I think they were probably the main key points of the whole study. Yeah. Mm. We talked a little bit today about how Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night. And there's um, a story that kind of goes a little bit along with that. It's about a young boy who was sleeping one night in his home in Sydney and he woke up in the night to find a man staring at him as he lay in the bed. <laughs> Frightened, the boy believed this man to be a dangerous thief who would harm him. So he decided that his best hope was to just close his eyes, stay silent, and hope for the best. And after a while, the thief did leave the home, and fortunately, the boy was safe. When that young boy grew up, he read from the Bible that Jesus would come like a thief in the night to those who aren't ready. As he thought about this, he realized that on that day, it would be no use closing his eyes, staying silent, and hoping for the best. True safety would only come if he accepted Jesus as his friend right now. So he decided to commit his life to Jesus and be ready and waiting for Jesus to come. So what lessons can we learn from this story? I think there's plenty of lessons there, but I think that, yeah, if there was a person in my room robbing my house while I was asleep, I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially as a kid, that would be scary. Mm. Like waking up and seeing that someone else is in your room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a lesson there is closing our eyes and just putting the covers over our head isn't really going to help in that day. Yeah. Mm. You know, right. we're going to have to, um, yeah, be, be in a relationship with Jesus. That's what's going to save us and prepare us yeah. for Jesus' second coming. Yeah, And those that don't know that Jesus is going to come back or don't believe it, they're going to get a real shock when he does come back. Mm. And I was just thinking, you know, if you knew someone was coming over and you were waiting for that person to come over, you knew they're going to get here late at night and whatever, and they sort of came into your house and you woke up, you already knew they were coming, so you wouldn't be as good. They might startle you, but like, oh, it's just you. But if you didn't know that someone was coming over, and then they came into your room or into your house, that would scare yeah. you more because you weren't mm. expecting anybody. It would be pretty scary. Yeah. It would be. And, and I think that's the same for us as if we're expecting Jesus to come back, it's not going to scare us. Mm. We're going to be ready. And this yeah. is why we need to tell other people about mm. Jesus' second coming too so that they can be ready and waiting with us as well. Yep. Yeah. So let's go through some discussion questions about our study today. Why do you think the second coming is an important subject? I think it's important because, you know, like we were saying before, we need to be ready. Mm-hmm. And if we're not ready, then, you know, that's it's not going to be a fun time. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. And when I was, like, um, littler and maybe, like, even sometimes now, you know, I used, well, I used to always get so worried, like, oh, mm. I really want to be ready for that day. Like, I used to get worried, like, oh, what if I'm not ready and yep. things like that. So. It is a really important subject so that we are ready for when Jesus comes yeah. um, so that we can go to heaven with him. Yeah, that's true. And it's, I think it's important to know the signs. Yeah. yeah right? Definitely. So we're looking at the signs that are happening and we can say, you know what, Jesus is coming back soon. You know, yeah. It's giving us hope. They go, hey, what we've been reading in the Bible, the things we've read today, these things are happening. And it gives us courage. It gives us strength. And it gives us hope that, hey, what we believe is true and it's going to happen. Yeah. All right, second question. What do you need to do specifically in your life to ensure you are ready for Jesus to come? 
Are there any barriers that still need to be removed? You know, you guys are talking about um, being ready. Like, how, how can we do that? I think we need to make sure that we have a personal relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. because, you know, if Jesus isn't our best friend, then, you know, he's not going to take us with him when he comes. Yep. So I think, you know, that's probably one of the most important things, making sure that we have that relationship with Jesus where talking to him, connecting with him daily and just, yeah, live, doing life with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, for me it's the same, like just having that uh, relationship with Jesus, um, staying close to him helps me to be ready for his coming. Yep, and it's true. Now we need to keep studying these things. Like if we don't know the signs of the times, we're not going to be ready, but we could know everything that we've studied today. We could know all the other prophecies in the Bible about Jesus' second coming and about what's going to happen before Jesus comes back. But if we don't have a relationship with Jesus, that means nothing. Mm. And I think the um, the barrier that a lot of us need to remove is that wall between our head and our heart mm. because yeah. we have to connect the knowledge that we have with our heart to be, have that relationship with Jesus. Our, la- our last discussion question here is, what do you think will be the first thing you will say to Jesus when he returns? Um, I think what I'll say is just thank you. Like, mm. thank you for all that you've done for me. You know, you, you came to this earth and, and died and um, you love us so much more than we could ever imagine. Like, mm. just thank you so much for, like, coming and, and saving me and um, all of the other believers on the earth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd probably say something along those lines as well. Because, <laughs> yeah, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us was very incredible. And, and you know, we see how he works in our daily lives and it's just incredible. So I think, yeah, thank you is definitely one of the first things that, we'll, that I'll be yeah. saying as well. Yeah, I think so too for me. You know, just a thank you, a big hug. <laughs> yeah. To say like, wow, you know, thank you for delivering us from this world. Thank you for looking out for me. Um, and all those sorts of things too. That'll be definitely something that will be exciting. And to we may not even be able to speak though, right? Yeah. You know, we can just be like, ah, just in, in awe of, of everything that yeah. is just happening. Okay, with every study that we do, we, we have a response. We need to respond to what we have studied and what we have learned. And today's response question is, is it your desire to prepare now to be ready for the second coming of Jesus? If so, would you like to ask Jesus to be your personal saviour and trust him to guide and direct your life? For me, I have written yes. What about you girls? Yeah, I've written yes as well. Yep, yep. written yes. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's so good to know. Praise God that we can um, be ready for his second coming and want to have a personal relationship with him. And if you're listening and you have made that same decision, we want to Praise God for that decision that you have made, that you have wanting to be ready for Jesus' second coming. And if you would like to let us know and contact us about your decision or anything else about this study, you can email us on tablelandexplorers at gmail.com. And we want to thank you so much for joining in with us today. And we hope you were blessed just as we were blessed. And as we finish our study, we're going to have a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, we want to thank you so much for giving us these signs. You gave us these signs to watch out for so that we can know that you are coming back very soon. We also know that knowing these signs is not enough. 
We need to have a personal relationship with you. So, Lord, I just pray that you reveal yourself to us. You keep leading and guiding us and drawing us closer to you. You tell us in your word that your sheep hear your voice. Teach us your voice, Lord, so that we can be ready for your soon return. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, it has come time in our show to give you the code word for today's free offer. Now today, we're giving away the book, Last Day Events. This is a must-have book. I have read this book, and it is absolutely amazing. It is written in such a way that it makes it easy to understand what will happen on this earth just before Jesus comes back. If you want to know what will happen on this earth just before Jesus comes back, then this book is for you. We have a box full of these books to give away. We want to give them all to our listeners. So right now, text the code hashtag TE15 to 048880831. That code again is hash TE for Table Land Explorers and the number 15. The code is hashtag TE15. Text it right now to 048880831 to get your free copy of the book, Last Day Events. So next week in our study, we will be exploring the Bible to find out the answer to the question, how will the world end? There's lots of different theories out there on how the world will end. Some say a nuclear war will destroy the world as we know it. Others say global warming. And some even say that we could be destroyed by some fatal disease that will sweep across the world and destroy all of us. If the world is going to come to an end, is there a way out? Is there any hope for us? Join us next week as we explore the Bible and see what these ancient manuscripts say about how the world will end and how the end of the world can be the best day of our life. Thanks for tuning in today to Table and Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about on the show today, we want to encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalms 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless and we'll catch you next time.